uh, a remote worker okay. that works in, in Vancouver. So for, we've got a couple of businesses that we own, and that's what brings me to Vancouver quite often. And that other business, we've got a sales rep in Vancouver, and she's you know remote, kind of on her own. So you know one thing that we want to make sure is that she's like supported. Mm -hmm. So what does that look like? Lots of communication. We've, we're all on Slack, and we're always sharing stuff with each other so that she can really feel part of mm -hmm. the team and not like she's a remote worker, yeah. but she's just a part of the team that happens to work there. I am excited to have with us today two of our customers who I've worked with helping to coach their remote sales team, Cynthia and Tommy from Altcoin Fantasy. Now these guys are also from Vancouver, Canada, but I met them in Singapore while working with a local incubator and investor in early stage blockchain startups, Longhash. Today, we're talking about what small businesses can look for when hiring remote workers and how to engage them so they still feel part of the company. I'm really excited to kind of talk about your, your business, right? So uh, Altcoin Fantasy, they're in the cryptocurrency space, blockchain, you know, so this is something that's kind of new for a lot of people. Not everybody knows what it is. So can you tell us a little bit more about uh, Altcoin Fantasy? Sure, yeah. So we are a crypto trading simulation game that focuses on helping people learn about cryptocurrencies in general and then learn and practice crypto trading because, you know, cryptocurrencies, as you mentioned, is mm. so new. And for a lot of people who are getting into the space, just as stocks was new, you know, in the 1900s, right. this is also a new topic. And for people wanting to learn to invest, the the space is very volatile, it's very technical and complex, and people need to be guided very easily into the space and in a way that they won't risk losing their own money, which is basically what happened in 2017 with the market kind of going down significantly. Right. And so we want to help people not lose their life savings. Right. And we do that through making it fun by okay. people playing in our game. And yeah. then, you know, they actually even get to win crypto so that they can start trading with. Start trading for real, crypto. right? Yeah, exactly. So I love that. I kind of like democratizing access to finance and to financial education for cool. anyone and everyone around the world. So I love that, right? So, you know, it's sort of like we hear about cryptocurrency. It's like a real buzzword. Like everyone's like yeah. talking about it. Everyone's talking about crypto. First it was blockchain in general. And now it's like, you know, crypto, but it's like, what exactly is it? And how do I get my feet wet without breaking the bank, right? So I think that that's awesome. So um, how did this all start? How did you get started in, with Altcoin Fantasy? Yeah, so for us, it was uh, initially a side project of ours. Uh, Cynthia and I actually have been working together since 2014. Uh, and how we started was we actually went to a lot of hackathons to <laughs> sort of... <laughs> Yeah, so these are hackathons that were uh, 48 hours, and uh, we don't we don't sleep. We, we eat. We don't sleep. Lots, lots of Red Bull. Uh, I'm going to share that. It's a new concept we're going to do at Soko Sales Training now. So uh, Din, Cheng Shuen, Elaine, everyone, <laughs> the frickin the hackathon starts now. 48 hours nonstop. Yeah. Ooh, like a sellathon. So, oh yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, one. you might not like each other very much at the end because it's quite intense. But yeah. Anyway. But you guys are still here five years later, so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so hackathon, forty-eight hours. Yeah. So that was the first one we did, and uh, and usually they're not in Vancouver. Usually you go to you go to Vegas, right? Vegas uh, and various places, L.A., San Francisco, and the idea is you you just build a product from scratch. Wow. 
and you uh, have a functioning prototype yeah. and you demo that to a panel of judges mm. and then they at the end of the 48 at hours. the end of the 40 hours working prototype yeah. yeah and then you demo to the judges in hopes of getting the, the top the top uh, grand prizes and grand prizes usually like some some funding or access to a program or cash or a combo or various what? things yeah so it could be physical prizes yeah. you know we've had hoverboards uh, 3d printers no way thing. so you win all these different prizes yeah. and um, Okay, well that's awesome. Okay, so so you did that, and then you obviously you won a prize of some sort. Yeah, right? actually, collectively, I think we we won over a hundred thousand dollars U.S. Wow, thus yeah. far. And I, I do want to see. I knew that, which is why they're not one of our customers. You just gotta follow the money trail. Just follow the trail. Are you gonna be on our team next time? Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I will try. I will try. I think I'll be dead weight though. <laughs> the selling part I can do. Yeah, if it was like a sellathon, yeah. you hack it and I'll sell it. Yes, we also need espionage, right? So just get rid of all the other teams. Mm, that could be a new market yeah. for us, corporate espionage. Okay. So, so, so that's kind of how it all evolved. So you guys, you got noticed, you got a prize. Yeah, and so um, we, we've been working together since I, uh, for a while. Yeah. And this was, I believe, 2000, late 2018, early 2018, where we said, you know what? There's a lot of people who are putting money in these ICOs, mm. these token sales. Initial coin offering for some of you. Oh, such know. an expert. Hidden <laughs> <laughs> talent. Yes, more information in the show notes. <laughs> and so they didn't know what they're buying into, mm. but they want to get rich. And mm. to us, that was not the right approach to doing things. Right. So what we ended up doing was um, saying, well, why don't we create a game where uh, we use real-time prices for different coins and currencies, mm. and we give them uh, some fictitious amount of U.S. dollars to start yes. with, yeah. and uh, basically give them a way to learn about the different projects. Right, at no risk. Right? At no risk. Yeah. I love that. So it's kind of like what we saw, you know, back in the day with these, you know, stock trading platforms, yeah, exactly. right? Where yeah. you could be like, okay, I don't know, and you know, follow John because John kind of does it like this, and you kind of have have a similar style. And then when you're ready, hopefully, you um, you know. You, you go into the the real the real thing, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. so long story short, this ha this started as a mini hackathon project for us, and just trying to um, expand that a little bit more. And did you have the idea pre hackathon, or was it like during the hackathon over some Red Bull and espresso? You're like altcoin fantasy. It was more our that our friends were just going blindly into the space, and mm. they end up losing a lot of money. Okay. So it was more like, well, how can we sort of create a game, a product, where yeah. we can teach people. So great, oh, I love that. So maybe help us understand like the, the team now, like what does Altcoin Fantasy, so you guys started it, right? How, what does Altcoin Fantasy look like now in terms of like headcount and, and the team? What's that looking like? So we started, you know, just, actually it's funny, so uh, there were two of us and then we added a third person pretty early on and the way that we found this person was that she was one of our players oh. and she loved the game, we were doing a user interview, she was winning on the contest, which is why we reached out to really? her to have an interview and, you know, she was like, I play 12 hours a day, like every spare moment, I'm on this thing and we're like, what are you doing with right. your life? You don't have time for a job. Yeah, I know, like 12 hours is crazy, but it was just so inspiring. And then, you know, she was like, hey, you know, I'd love to help out. Like, it wasn't even on a paid basis. She was right. like, I just love it so much. I want to I want to help out. And so we ended up hiring her as our first employee. She was really great. Um, unfortunately, she isn't working with us just for 
she had uh, family issues, mm. so but you know she was a great employee. And then now we've replaced her with another community manager, and then we have an iOS developer. Wow. We also have added him pretty recently. Tommy okay. was the only developer for a long time, so wow. you know I always joke he was never allowed to sleep. <laughs> so you know now he can sleep for maybe fifteen minutes a day. Right. So it joke, joke, but not a real joke. <laughs> joke, but not a real joke. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and then we also have a salesperson in. Uh, Fort, US, Worth. Fort Worth, yeah. yep. and then uh, we also have a growth manager in Budapest in mm, Hungary, cool. and then also we recently actually added an intern, uh, same story, so one of our users really loved us, and he reached out, he was like, hey, I really wanted to help you guys out, uh, he actually helped us translate our Spanish translation of our app because he said it sucked. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so he's like, no, let me do this for you. Like, I, I love the game. I want but he's in Budapest? To... No, he's in Mexico. Oh, okay. Yeah. But is it the guy from Budapest? No, no, a different, different person. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So uh, he's interning for us as like a back end engineer. No way. Yeah. So it's just, you know, we've been really fortunate in our players just, you know, wanting to work with us. And That's we have so people great. all the time reach out to say, hey, you know, like, We'll help you do this, and not even expecting any money returns. So. Wow, that's yeah. the best kind of employee, yeah, exactly. I think, right? Employee. So, <laughs> so there's, a, there's a lesson for our team as well. There, just do it, yeah. just because, right? Anyway, what I love about that, and you know, all kidding aside, I mean, we've had people join our team over yeah. the past few years that were fans following us on social media. Mm -hmm. In fact, that's how Song joined our team. He's been following us on social for quite some time. I was like, wow, I love what you guys do. He's a Soko groupie, which is awesome, right? And now he refers to himself as a mini-me, which is not how I refer to him, but that's how, how he refers to himself, which is kind of endearing, it's fun. And then we've had past customers as well that were sales reps on other teams that joined the team. In fact, one of our trainers in Bangkok, in Thailand, Sasivi, she's a Soko certified trainer in Bangkok, I trained her team when she worked at Mary France Bodyline, trained about 150 of her reps like seven years ago. And then she just joined the team. She's like, I love what you do. So that, that's, mm -hmm. that kind of thing is like very exciting because you don't have to sell as much. It's like the, the passion, you. right? Yeah. Because it's really hard to hire for passion. You, right. can't, you can't replicate that. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about hiring a little bit. So like, it sounds like you guys have reps literally all over the world, whether it's hungry, Mexican, and I'm getting hungry right now. I don't know why. I'm hungry for Mexican right now. How about you guys, right? So you got people in Hungary, you got people in Mexico, you got people in the US. You guys are based in Canada, right? And the Philippines. And you got someone in the Philippines. So, I mean, a lot of our audience out there are, you know, sales leaders, business owners, entrepreneurs, managing, you know, remote sales teams. Yes. How the heck do you do it? You know, it's not easy. Mm. Um, I'm fortunate enough, uh, just as a backstory uh, to how we got to this point, uh, I was fortunate enough to be a, a remote developer for about four years prior to starting Altcoin Fantasy. Okay. And from that experience, I learned a lot about sort of what to look for, mm. what are some of the common pitfalls, um, what, what are some of the um, traits that a person would... So you were on the other side, right? You were a remote side, worker, yes. so that maybe has made it easier for you to, you know, on board. Yeah, exactly. And well. for myself, it's also been a journey because prior to that, I was working at an office with other people at the same location. Yeah. So you've had a lot of experience with like being a remote worker. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I've actually wrote a few articles about um, how to become a remote engineer, mm -hmm. how, how to shift your paradigm and thinking um, as a remote developer. Because uh, to be quite frank, I had trouble too when I was starting to um, 
started started working remote. Right. So for the first year, I actually rented out a uh, co-working de desk. Ah, right. Just so I can be uh, away from all the distractions. Right, like actually in an office in environment. In an actual right? office, and um, you know, over time, you kind of grow to be more in, um, yeah. independent. Yeah. So from that perspective, we 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 know what to look for, mm. and we try to instill a culture where. Uh, remote work is embraced. So what do you guys look for? I think this would be super useful. Like what, what do you look for in a candidate who wants to join the team and they're going to be remote? Like what are, what are these things, what should we look for and maybe what are some things to like red flags? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think one, Cynthia touched on this a little bit, you know, passion plays, plays a mm -hmm. big role. Okay. You know, you need to be passionate about what you do. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of our employees, they don't look at it as a job. Mm -hmm. uh, they look at it as you know something they're building something great, mm -hmm. right? So that's number one. That's cool. uh, second, secondly, I think um, being be aware, be, being self-aware is important. Mm -hmm. Knowing when you are most productive and when mm -hmm. you're not, and and basically um, having a uh, reflection on that, mm -hmm. and um, and ma making sure that you you progress, mm. and be more productive. I think that's important as well. So we look for qualities such as whether they have worked in a remote right position before, mm -hmm. or if they haven't, how how they how they uh, handle remote work while they were in an office. Right. Perhaps. So if they worked in an office, had they had they ever worked from home? Right. You know, for any period of time, and how productive were they, and <laughs> did it work? Yeah. Right? Exactly. I think the other things too are that because we are a startup mm -hmm. and you know we want people who are self-starters and motivated and we don't want to babysit people. Right. It's very important for us to look at people who have done you know projects on the side mm. or you know built things or yeah. research things. Have okay. you know a lot of different interests? Like they're naturally curious. like a like a side project or a pet exactly. project or a hobby yeah. kind of yeah. outside of work. Yeah, where they had they were dedicated to something. Exactly, because as a startup, you know, you want people who have a lot of different interests. They're able to think independently. They're mm. able to go through the process of researching and building and having the perseverance and dedication mm. to do something like that. Because a lot of people don't. For sure. And so those are the qualities that are really important to us because mm. we want someone who you know we can hire them. They hit the ground running. Yeah. We don't have to do a ton of. Um, training and we don't have to constantly like check in with them right. they will figure out what they right, need right. to know so you need people who are pre pretty adaptable exactly. and self self-sufficient right yeah yeah okay. and we're pretty flexible you know we realize that the huge benefit of remote work is being flexible so we don't mm. expect that people necessarily you know do like a check-in check-out with their time right but you know if you need to take an hour here take an afternoon a day that's totally fine by mm. us as long as you know the quality of the work is done and i think that's one thing that's very important to recognize in mm. remote teams is you know you can't expect that people are gonna mm. put in you know nine hours a day every right. single day you have to be flexible because that's why they want remote work right, right. and you can't you, know, <laughs> you can't expect that they're gonna be in one location right. so you have to be and at your back and call exactly. right yeah yeah so that's important and, and I know for example like we have uh, a remote worker okay. that works in in Vancouver mm -hmm. so for we've got a couple of businesses that we own and that's what brings me to Vancouver quite often and that other business we've got a sales rep in Vancouver and she's you know remote kind of on her own so you know one thing that we want to make sure is that she's like supported mm -hmm. so what does that look like lots of communication we've, we're all on slack and we're always sharing stuff with each other so that she can really feel part of mm -hmm. the team and not like she's a remote worker, yeah. but she's just a part of the team that 
happens to work there, you know? Yeah, and so it's that's important. Funny you mentioned, we just came back <laughs> yeah. from a company offsite just yeah. today, actually. Yeah, yeah. And so we brought our employees from the Philippines uh, to Malaysia, and we had a, a few days where we bonded cool. and did activities. So what was that like? Had you met that person before? No, these were both, both employees met for the first time. Really? Yeah. person, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So, it, so another sort of takeaway from, for the audience is if you are thinking of, you know, starting something and having a remote team, it's, it's important to bring the team together, mm -hmm. um, you know, have that FaceTime, um, you know, every quarter, every six months, every year, whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, you just, feel more connected, right? I think it also shows that you're committed mm. and you're making an investment because as, as remote workers, especially depending on where they're from, they might not feel that they are as committed to the team because, right. you know, they're physically far away. Right. And so like, do you, you see me as an afterthought? Exactly. Right? So by you showing that you're committed and you showing that you're invested, then they feel even more invested because you took the time totally. to actually meet them. I mean, I think that as employers is pretty special as well. Right? Yeah, I think so. Especially in this this world where people are so spread apart, mm -hmm. to actually make that effort to get that FaceTime yeah. is huge, is huge. And you know what we do with, uh, with our sales rep in Vancouver is like uh, at least every week we've got like a, a, a Zoom call mm -hmm. where we're like seeing each other, we're talking and we're going through stuff together and sharing stuff. So... It's like you could be anywhere, yeah. you know, it's like you could be just right in the next office, but just for her to feel so connected is like so important, you know, and she feels supported, not alone. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Wow. So that's great, guys. I've got a question for you. What's it like, or what has it been like, you know, selling in this cryptocurrency space? I mean, this is very new. So what's it like selling something to people who maybe don't exactly know what the heck it is? Yeah. What's that been like? So it's been interesting for sure. I mean, I don't come from a sales background with through, but yeah, I think preparation is just really, really key and understanding mm. sales. I love that, right? So for any of you out there, and there's always people in our audience that are in a new, in a new space, and yeah. we hear it all the time. Like a lot of our customers say, okay, I get it, but logistics is tough. Right? Or, or, you know, I get, I get that, but hospitality is a whole different beast. Like every, every, every industry has this thing, right? Which is true. Right. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Snowflakes, but um, but the the reality is there are some fundamentals, mm -hmm. right? And like knowing your customer and focusing on what's most important to them and their goals. What do they hope to achieve? And then making that link between their goals and like you'll be happy to know that this solution will actually help you achieve that goal in maybe a way you never thought of before. Exactly. It could be exciting, something fresh and new yeah. too, right? Because you own the product, you know the product. So, you know, if you expect them to try and make that connection or know how you're going to provide value, I right. mean, that's your job. I love that. Yeah, for sure. Who was the first person to say, let's get a sales, let's get a sales rep? I think it was probably me. Yeah. Because it was getting. Because you were in that role, kind of. I was in that role. Um, there was a lot going on, and I, and you know, to Tommy's point, I think that when you're a small team, you have to look at what is going to drive the most value of your time. Right. And so, not to say that. Like, where do you? But where do you need to be for exactly. this company to grow? Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I felt like there were other things that were hard for me to replicate or find someone to do. Right. But sales was something that we could 3D hire. 3D printer. Yeah. Clone yeah. yeah. myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think it is really hard to figure out sometimes that point. And and, you know, it's tough because you don't want to hire too early, but right. you also don't want to hire too late. Right. Yeah. You know, kind of what I what I hear is it's always important. It's it's useful to hire before you absolutely need it. 
like before everything has fallen apart. And if you're doing all the sales and yeah. it's just like, oh my God, like half of the opportunities are falling through the cracks and I'm missing this and I'm missing that. Maybe I should hire a rep to help me. It's sort of like, okay, well, that's a good time. But you know, preemptively is also really good too, right? But we all know it's not easy. I mean, I've hired sales reps and worked with people and it's, it's tough. Finding the right person, number one, yeah. and how do we know they're the right person, and then onboarding them, and am I, am I giving them all the support that they need? And it's a lot of work to manage a new hire. I mean, a lot of us hope that we hire a new person, they're like, yeah. done, <laughs> sales handled. And it's like, well, no, now I've replaced that time of selling with now I'm managing, yeah. you know, and for a while. But once you get that system going and the process is going, um, that, that's how we grow. And then you can, you, you, you see how that system's working, then you hire another rep, right? Cool. So what, um, what final piece of advice could you guys give to, you know, small business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, you know, sales leaders and managers around, I don't know, kind of how to, you know, how to, how to manage a team and, and, and grow your business. If there's like one piece of advice that you would want to share with people. So for me, I, I think that you know managing a remote team, especially as a startup, you're doing so many different and new things that you've never done before. So mm. one, and we've talked about this, is hire the expertise mm. to help you in an area that you don't know about. So you know, with you guys, yeah. you know, neither of us come from sales background, so we hired you because obviously you're an expert in sales and obviously. <laughs> so you know that was really helpful for us mm. and. Like you said before, it really 10x's mm. your growth and your learning, right? Because you can learn it on your own, right. but it'll take you God knows how long. Right. How long can it take you to learn exactly. that? And do you have the bandwidth to do that? Yeah, and it's just, right? you know, time is money. And so mm. the faster you learn, the more successful your business will be. So I love that. So kind of like, you know, hi hiring the talent and the skills that you don't have, right? Yeah, and then exactly. you focus on the things that you're, you're great at. Okay, cool. I love that. So I think for me, because I come from the engineering side, uh, I think what really helped us was um, checking in from uh, an engineering perspective uh, with the sales team to see what 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 people mm. are asking for, right? And basically relay that to the engineering team because a lot of times when you look at bigger startups, they the sales and the engineering they don't talk, mm. and so there could be gaps where you for know sure. there could be killer features where people are asking for, but. Yep. It's not been related to the right. product. It's not been, um, it's not been done, for, um, and so the engineering team um, needs to sort of liaison with the sales for team, sure. and so that we we found pretty helpful. And when we that was pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah. And when good. we jump on calls, uh, you know, I and having a sales engineer on the call that helps the sales engineer understand sort of you know what people are looking for. I love that. Um, so. It, it makes a difference, and I, I think bridging the gap between the two, um, the two functions is is helpful. That's a great piece of advice, and you know I've had the opportunity to to work with these guys and coach one of their sales reps, like you know on Zoom calls and listen in onto calls and to give feedback. We've had Tommy from kind of the product side, you know, like there as well as a sales rep, and it's super useful because then you guys get to hear like what are those conversations like with prospects on the phone. Right? And then you can also, from a technical standpoint, you know, give some tips or input to, to the sales guys. Right, So it kind of goes well together. And quite often organizations, you got sales, product team, marketing, and no one knows what the heck is going on. They're all kind of doing their own thing. But to kind of have that synergy is so important. Oh, I love that. 
Cool. Well, thank you so much, guys. So how do we get a hold of you? If people want to reach out to you, um, altcoinfantasy.com, they could probably check out the Google Play Store as well. iOS. iOS. We're on all social media channels, and then you can reach out to either of us on LinkedIn as well. Awesome. Cool. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks so much. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks. Bye.